Oh, my God. 
After 6 a.m. Good morning, everybody. My name is Nahum Siegel. Welcome to a Thursday. This is your Jewish Moments in the Morning radio program. We started out as slaves Made it to the motherland And they came the crusades It's been so many years Crying so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground Through our faith we are found Standing strong The Spanish Inquisition Wanted us to bow but our banks ain't gonna bend Never then and never now It's been so many years Crying so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground Through our faith we are found Standing strong We are a miracle We are a miracle Chosen with love and embraced from above, we are a miracle. Extermination was the plan when the devil was a man. But the few who carried on live the millions who are gone. So many years crying, so many tears Don't you know, don't you really know We are pushed to the ground Through our faith we are found Standing strong We are a miracle We are a miracle We were chosen with love And embraced from us a battle on the news we are the stars as history repeats itself and makes us who we are hate is all around us but we'll be here to sing this song
J.M. in the A.M. Usher Sharf and Sons with that Hashomer Shabbos. Yeah, I don't know. I think all the snow outside has gotten me in the mood to just wrap up the week already. <laughs> Lipa with Melech Malchay Amloch. And we heard Yehichavod done by Shevis Chaverim. Hashem Melech from the uh, Stay With Me Waterbury album. Yehei Rava was Eitan Katz. Avremol with Yahalalu. We Are a Miracle. That was Yaakov Shweki. And, of course, Regesh. Modani opening things up. And we say good morning, 6.40 in the morning on this uh, Thursday. How you doing? It's JM in the AM. Big day today, our regular Thursday programming, plus a live lunch, supersized from uh, the Passaic Clifton area, seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. Should be a lot of fun. Um, so that's happening coming up. 11 a.m. Eastern time. Hope everybody in the, the Passaic Clifton area will stop by at some point. Please do. Uh, the snow has left, I don't know exactly how many inches, but uh, in this area it looks like, I don't know, six, eight, ten inches of snow. And um, I hope wherever you are, things are are plowed and clear, and you're able to get to school and to work. New York City public school system, they're open today. I don't know what's happening uh, among most of our Yeshiva League schools in New Jersey and Long Island, but I am going to assume that most, if not all, are open and are starting on time. Speaking of starting on time, my apologies. I did not get here on time for bonus JM today, and I'm sorry about that. I really am sorry about that. Sorry to uh, Eric the Fall Man and JM from Teaneck. <laughs> Always make sure to check in during bonus jam. Bakery guy says, good morning. FYI, the roads in the big city are in good shape. Keep up the great work. Thank you, bakery guy. JM from Teaneck wants to hear some eighth day. We'll see if we can do that. Um, and if you want to comment on the NSN, Nahum Siegel Network app for Android and iPhone, feel free. Comment away on the app and uh, we will see it. And no doubt we will enjoy Seeing your comment and reading it on the air. That's right. 
So I welcome all of you who are listening from around the world. We have some amazing, amazing programming today, that's for sure, including that extended live lunch from uh, Clifton, New Jersey, from the Seasons Supermarket. So we'll have that all coming up for you. And um, should be a very enjoyable and wonderful visit to Clifton, New Jersey. Yeah, I hear the plows. I hear the trucks behind me on the Grand Street of Manhattan doing their job. Hope they've done their job wherever you are. That's always a good feeling when you're able to actually get out and, <laughs> and drive after a storm like this. Nor'easter number four. JM in the end with a reminder that tomorrow it's the weekly update. Malcolm Honeline joins us 7.40 Eastern time. The weekly update tomorrow morning here at JM in the AM. And a reminder that Monday <coughs> is our Pesach products program. Monday is our Pesach products program. Make sure to join us. Feel free to send in questions in advance. Nachum at NachumSiegel.com. Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. Feel free to do that. Send them in in advance so we have them uh, in front of us. And um, get ready for Monday when the OU and J Drugs, the OU and J Drugs and uh, Kedem Wine will all be represented as we get set for Pesach 5778. Hard to believe the Seder is a week from tomorrow night. The Seder, I don't mean to panic anybody. The Seder is a week from tomorrow night. Unbelievable. More coming up. Keep it right here at JM in the AM.
Yerushalayim, 
J.M. in the A.M. with Leif Tahar. It's a popular song. I think we're going to have to come back to it after our news from Israel. Chaim David Burson at Imesh Gachech. He heard Atakadosh done by Miami Mizrach. Mizmar Shiru, that was the Moshav band. Usher Sharf and Sons had Hashomer Shabbos. It is America's one and only Jewish Moments in the Morning Radio program. Heard on listener-sponsored digital radio. Around the world on the web at NachumSingle.com. On the NachumSingle Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. 1 p.m. newscast from Israel. Yeah, they're about to switch to daylight savings time. וחמאס טוענים כי עצרו את המבוקש המרכזי בהרעלתו של ראש הממשלה הפלסטיני בשבוע שעבר. כתבנו ג'קי חוגי. מצור חמוש מתנהל מהבוקר על מבנים במערב שכונת נוסרת בעזה, שבהם מסתתרים המבוקשים בתכנון הפיצוץ. בחמאס טוענים כי החשוד המרכזי, אנס אבו חוסה, הנתפס. הרשות מטילה על חמאס את האחריות לפיגוע, גורמי החקירה בחמאס פעלו בלחץ כבד כדי להוכיח כי אין להם כל קשר לדבר. עוד נמסר מעזה כי שני אנשי חמאס נהרגו במצור על המבוקשים. ברוסיה תוקפים את שר החוץ הבריטי בוריס ג'ונסון לאחר שהשווה בין היטלר לנשיא רוסיה פוטין. כתבנו יותם לחובסקי. שר החוץ הבריטי ג'ונסון אמר כי השימוש לצורכי תעמולה שיעשה פוטין במשחקי גביע העולם בארצו דומה ליחס של היטלר לאולימפיאדה בברלין בשנת 1936. דובר הקרמלין כינה את ההשוואה דוחה ובלתי קבילה. ג'ונסון אמר את הדברים על רקע המתיחות הדיפלומטית עם מוסקבה, החשודה בהרעלת מרגל רוסי בבריטניה. מוסיף להיות קשה מצבו של המוזיקאי יצחק קלפטר המאושפז בבית החולים איכילוב כתוצאה מדלקת ריאות. מנהל בית החולים הפרופסור רוני גמזו אומר מצבו יציב אך עלול להתהפך בשעות הקרובות. המצב הוא קשה גם כך ואין הידרדרות נוספת אבל הכל יכול לקרות גם בשעות הקרובות. כל הצוות הרפואי גם לאור מחלות רקע שלו וגם לגבי הסיבוך המשיחי הכל נמצא תחת טיפול כדי לנסות לייצב יותר מ-60% מהישראלים סבורים כי העברת השגרירות האמריקנית לירושלים ביום העצמאות תצית הסלמה, כך על פי המדד החודשי של אוניברסיטת תל אביב והמכון הישראלי לדמוקרטיה. כתבתנו בבירה מיכל צ'ין מוסרת כי למרות החשש, 59% מהעונים על הסקר סבורים שלא כדאי לדחות את פתיחת השגרירות מסיבה זו. הבחירות לראשות מרץ, לפני כשעה נפתחו הקלפיות ברחבי הארץ וכ-30 אלף מתפקדי המפלגה יוכלו להצביע עד לשעות הערב. כתבנו הפוליטי מיכאל האוזר טוב שמע את המועמדים המובילים במרוץ, חברת הכנסת תמר זנדברג ואבי בוסקילה בקלפי בתל אביב. 
מי שהחליט שהיא פייבוריטית זה אתם, ולא הציבור. וכל פעם מחדש אנחנו רואים שההערכות מתבדות, ושהמנצחים הם דווקא אלה שלא הפרשנים העריכו שהם ינצחו. נקלענו לפינה והתחלנו להתבייש במי שאנחנו ולהתנצל. את זה אנחנו נסיים היום. כרגע מפלגת העבודה, אנחנו רואים אותה מתנצלת, מזגזגת, וכתוצאה מזה גם קורסת. מזג האוויר היום ומחר תחול התחממות וייתכן אובך, בשבת תחול ירידה בטמפרטורות. אלה החדשות שעורכת תמר פלד.
the South, and now we own the West. Yes, we tell your tales, and we sing your scales, and we try to do our best. There's nothing wrong, and we beat King Kong, and we're waiting at your door. So what can we do that we haven't done before? What can we do to put a smile on your face? What can we do to put a smile on your face? What can we do can we smile on your face? What can we do can we do put a smile on your face? With our buttons shining and our boots looking fine. Waiting for your call From the temple times to these hopeless rhymes You still want something more With your eye on the ball They say you can't fall if you're laying on the ground So what can we do to turn it around? What can we do to put a smile on your face? What can we do to put a smile on your face? J.M. in the A.M. Good tune. Oh, we'll get to that. Don't worry. We'll get to Itzik Dadya in a moment. Uh, that is the um, a Smile Selection, Eighth Day. We're doing that for uh, J.M. from Teaneck, who uh, requested Eighth Day on the app, shockingly enough. <laughs> uh, before, before that Simcha Liner with Eliyahu, you heard Birchus HaChodesh done by Leif Tahor. 16 minutes after 7 o'clock. Good morning. It's J.M. in the A.M. Thanks so much for tuning in. Reminder that Monday is our pre-Pesach show. Uh, the OU and J Drugs and Kedem Wine will all be represented. If you want to get us a Pesach question in advance for our panel, Nachum at NachumSiegel.com, Nachum, N-A-C-H-U-M, at NachumSiegel, N-A-C-H-U-M-S-E-G-A-L.com. And uh, just put in the subject line, you know, Pesach or something that has to do with Pesach. And uh, that'll be that. We'll try to include it in the... Uh, 
we'll try to include it in the uh, in the program. Thursday morning broadcast. And um, we'll talk about <clears throat> we'll talk about six flags, NCSY, New Jersey, NCSY heading to six flags. Pesach five seven seven eight. They have a massive performance down there. We'll uh, give you uh, as many details as we can coming up here at JM in the AM. Um, so they have a big performance happening on Tuesday. Holomoid. So we'll uh, talk about that. Um, want to remind you that today is a big day for us starting at 11 a.m. Eastern time. We're going to be live from Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. That's right. Live from Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. Come join us. We'll be there from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. Eastern time, an extended live lunch. Very much looking forward to it. And I hope that everybody out there uh, in that area I hope all of you have saved your shopping for midday today because that would be the perfect time to come see a radio show and participate with us. Snow has fallen in the New York, New Jersey area. I hope everyone's able to get to school and to work today, and I thank you for taking JM and the AM along with you. Thanks so much for that. Here's Itzik Dadya at JM and the AM. Say, 
מלכים גם יוכל, אם נעימה, מטרים ומנועים, שבשחים גם יוכל, אם נעימה, מטרים ומנועים, שבשחים גם יוכל, אם נעימה, מטרים ומנועים, שבשחים גם יוכל. Thursday morning, Rock B'Yachad. It's uh, Benny Friedman here at JM in the AM, and you're going to want to remember that name because he is part of a major piece of information that we have regarding uh, Chol HaMoed. Yeah. I mean a major piece of information. <laughs> That's coming up with our Eitan Katz of New Jersey NCSY in just a few minutes here at JM in the AM. Thursday morning, believe it or not, the Seder's a week from tomorrow night. And we are getting closer and closer to Pesach. Pesach products program this coming Monday. Don't forget, today we'll be at Seasons watching everybody shop. 
We'll be at Seasons from 11 a.m. until 2 p.m. in the Passaic Clifton area. Make sure to come by and say hi. Make sure to let us know what you're purchasing. Make sure to have a delicious wine taste from our friends at the Ketem Wine Corporation who are going to be there. Make sure to come by and hear what the friends at uh, kosher.com have to say. It's all happening at Seasons today. I want to thank Mayor Gold and everybody at Seasons for their cooperation in getting us a pre-Pesach visit to the Passaic Clifton Seasons Supermarket. We'll see everybody there later today. Looking forward to it. Uh, Rabbi David Goldwasser's words, Zechonishmas Harav Zeb and Rabbi and Zechonishmas Esther Basar Rabbi Here is Rabbi David Goldwasser with Morning Chizuk. Good morning. Vayom Rachatumim and the magicians of Egypt said, Etzba Elokimhi, it is the finger of God. This is what the Khartoumim said after they couldn't remove the kinim, the lice, with their magic. How is it that they weren't successful? The Kleyakar explains that the kinim were under the feet of the Khartoumim. Kishif, or magic, cannot be performed unless the person's feet actually touch the ground. We find the similar incident by Reb Shimon ben Shetach and the witches. A Talmud dreamt that a customs officer was sitting in Gehenim, and when the Talmud asked his Rebbe how long he would suffer there, he was told, until Shimon ben Shetach will die and replace him. Why, he asked the Rebbe. The Rebbe told him that there were Jewish machashefos, those that practiced witchcraft in Ashkelon, and Reb Shimon had done nothing to stop them. When the Talmud awoke, he ran to tell Rabbi Shimon ben Shetach what the dream was all about. When Rabbi Shimon ben Shetach heard the dream, he gathered together 80 strong young men. It was raining heavily that day. He gave each one a large jug with a garment stuffed inside. He instructed them to keep the jugs upside down over their heads to keep their clothes dry. He also told the Bochrim that when they would be summoned into the cave, they should each lift up one of the machshefos off of the floor, which would take away their power. Reb Shimon Shetach led them to the witch's cave. He left them outside and he went in. Who are you? they asked him. I'm a magician just like you are. Okay, let us see what you can do. Prove to us that you are a magician. Reb Shimon Shetach said, that despite the soaking rain that was coming down outside, he would bring in 80 men who were completely dry. The Bochum came in, and the 80 witches were all taken to the basin of Reb Shem ben Shetach. Reb Lev Steinman asked the question, Where was Reb Shem ben Shetach until that day? Didn't he know about this? And if he did, why didn't he follow the din? As it says, you are not allowed to leave witchcraft being practiced in the land. Rav Steinman explains that until that day, Rav Shimon thought that it was not within his ability to do this. But after it was made known to him that he had the responsibility to take care of it, then he understood, they were him, that in Shemayim they were asking, Reb Shem ben Shetach should have done this. Why didn't he? Once this had happened, he understood 
that it was his achrayas, his responsibility, and that he would have the siyata dishmaya, the divine assistance, to be successful. All a person needs is to fill the achrayas, the responsibility, as it says at Pesach, as much as we possibly can, and then we will all be zoicha, we will all merit siyata dishmaya, special divine assistance. This has been Rabbi David Goldwasser, bringing you morning chizik. Have a nice day. There we go. JM and the AM on a Thursday. Thank you, Rabbi Goldwasser. Well, it is almost Pesach. As I keep saying, the Seder is a week from tomorrow night. And that is hard to believe. Yeah, a week from tomorrow night. And I know that that, that does strike fear in a lot of people, that's for sure. <laughs> it increases the anxiety that I understand. But for a lot of people out there who are looking forward to an amazing Cholomoid, it just makes things even more and more exciting because we are closer and closer to Cholomoid Pesach 5778. New Jersey NCSY is going to Six Flags Great Adventure and Safari. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, Cholomoid. For I don't know how many consecutive years they're doing this, but nobody does it like NCSY does. And they have a special performance on Tuesday, which we'll talk about. Rabbi Eitan Katz, who is the regional director for New Jersey NCSY, he is with us live via telephone. Rabbi Katz, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thank you, Nachum. It's great to be here again. Pleasure to speak with you. Um, here we go. We're ready for another amazing Pesach and, of course, another amazing Cholamoid Pesach. And one of the things I noticed right off the bat, the three days, the three full days of Cholamoid, all three days NCSY has arranged for our community to have access to Six Flags Great Adventure. And that is uh, something people need to know. It's not just one day that you guys are going to be in the park. You're going to be there Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. That is correct, Nachum. Three days in a row. Not, on, not only is it three days in a row, the park is open all day from 1030 in the morning till 9 o'clock at night. Ooh, it's a very full day. Usually it's only open to about 6 or 7. This year it's open until 9 all three days. Uh, the only important difference to realize is Monday and Tuesday is going to be a full, full kosher menu by Riverdale Kosher Market. On Wednesday, it's going to be a more uh, condensed menu. Um, so that's, if you're thinking about Wednesday, it's going to be a little, bit, you know, a little bit less food options, but still plenty of kosher food. And, of course, Tuesday. Tuesday is the big day with uh, Benny Friedman performing at 4 o'clock. Well, yeah, I'm sorry. I was going to say this is this is what makes Tuesday even more special. As you just said, Tuesday is one of the full menu days, which I know is a big attraction. But boy, oh boy, there's no attraction like Benny Friedman. And at four o'clock on Tuesday, he'll be performing in the park. And I assume this is going to be in the amphitheater where people are used to great performances on Cholamoid. He's going to be in the amphitheater once again. And uh, it's always great to have Benny. Benny is from an unbelievable singer, unbelievable performer. He's also a tremendous tzaddik, and we're, we're thrilled to have him back. You know, he has, as you know better than everybody else, he has a lot of new big hits you know, that, that have come out recently. Yep. And it's always great to have him. And the other great thing is that when it's such a full day, it means that people can come throughout the entire day and there's much shorter lines. If you, don't, you don't have to rush to get in. You don't have to rush... To get to the big line. Because you know, Rabbi Katz, a lot of people like to meander on Cholomoid. A lot of people don't even get to Six Flags till 2, 3 o'clock in the afternoon. You know, you know that, right? I know that. Oh, <laughs> believe me, I know that. 
So everybody out there, thank God the park is open till 9 p.m. Or my cats is advising that this year you don't have to rush to get on the rides. You'll be able to spread out the time a lot easier. Information about all of this, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. You can call their office at 201-862-0250, 201-862-0250. Based on past experience, how many people do you think will be in the park on Tuesday? Based upon past experience, I would say anywhere between five and 8,000 Jews. Which is unbelievable. And, and, the, and, and, and these are members of our community, not only from New York and New Jersey, but you'll see people from Baltimore and Philly and, and Boston, a whole bunch of other areas as well, right? That is correct. I mean, you know, we're very inclusive. We take people from Baltimore. We take people from Philly. <laughs> we allow everybody in. We're very open-minded. We'll take anybody. <laughs> anybody wants to enjoy some great rides and great Jewish music, you have access to the park that day and really all three days of Cholomoy, yeah, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. It's actually a really beautiful thing that, uh, you know, on Six Flags, a great adventure, it's a beautiful day that you see everybody from all walks of life. You see the modern Orthodox, you see the Strymals, you see the Ashkenazim, you see the Sephardim. Everyone comes together to have a great, great, great time. And it's it's a wonderful environment. And I got to tell you that for the about 1,000 kids that we bring in, and this year because it's during spring break, there'll be a lot of public school kids there as well. It's just an amazing thing for public school teens to walk around and see all these Jews gathered together to celebrate a hug. It's a beautiful concept. It's no, like Rav Am. Nobody, nobody does that like NCSY. As you continue to expand, and we know how both in Jersey and nationally the organization is doing an amazing job expanding, you continue to expand your, I don't know, we, let's, let's call it, you know, um, um, those with a background, the base of those with a background, and you continue at the same time to expand those public school youth. And both those groups continue to get larger and larger, and as you just indicated, they have an opportunity to meet and have fun together on Cholomoy Pesach, which is pretty cool. That was my whole point of asking you about the number of people, because there are people, frankly, and you know that I'm, I'm right about this, there are people who pay to go to Great Adventure on Tuesday, Cholomoy, simply to see their friends and, and, you know, and meet up with people they haven't seen in God knows how long. They may not even go on a ride the entire day, frankly. So. That, that is so true. I always love it when the kids come and say, I don't do rides. I go <laughs> right. to Great Adventure. Exactly. <laughs> that, that people shouldn't think that's a foreign concept. It's amazing. Oh, so two things. First of all, everybody out there knows that for years I have been championing, uh, championing a cause uh, to send those who are um, who are not able to afford a real Cholomoy trip to Six Flags Great Adventure, and I assume Rabbi Katz, what, what's the what's the advance price this year for tickets to uh, to Six Flags? Uh, the advance price this year is for, uh, forty two dollars. So if, at the if, gate, it's forty seven. So if someone today called your office and said, "Do me a favor and send ten kids or a family of ten, even." Uh, two great adventure on Cholomoyd Pesach. Those who would never have, you know, they'd be sitting bored at home without any activity at all, and they and they gave you a credit card payment of four hundred and twenty dollars. They'd be able to cover the entire ten people just like that. That is that, that's very correct. And I have to tell you, Nachum, every year, you know, Pesach we see the best and the best and the best of people, and we also see the status cases. We get so many phone calls from. Uh, from families, from mothers, from agunot, from widows, from orphans, saying, is there any way for us to get in? Is there any way for us to get 
you know, tickets. We can barely afford, you know, to have a Seder. And the answer we always give is yes, 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 right. and, and yes, because of the show and because of people who call up and say, I'll donate five tickets, I'll donate 10 tickets, I'll donate 18, even I'll donate one ticket. Right. You know, we, we give out many more tickets than people donate, and we're happy to do so. We're happy to do so. It's, it's so wonderful when a kid who, God forbid, has an ill parent or lost a parent, is able to come out and have real simchat achag and, and go into the park. It's, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah, and, at, and yeah. on top of that, excuse me, on top of that, I'm aware of a couple of special groups of kids that you are bringing this year that you've made arrangements for, and uh, it is pretty amazing what you've done and how you've reached out like this to make sure to include all the groups you just mentioned. Uh, in addition to that, people don't realize that it's not like the old days. It really is not like the old days. In the old days, uh, you know, kids, cholamoid, if they end up being home and being bored and not having, you know, the ability to meet up with their friends and go places, uh, you know, it, it, you were able to get away with it. These days, we'd rather have our kids on cholamoid in a nice Jewish environment, meeting up with their friends, having a good time, and remembering, you know, the holiday in a very positive light, in a very positive manner. And one of the ways we could do that is by making sure they go and participate in this activity. Because believe me, a lot of their parents have spent their life savings on everything they need for Pesach. <laughs> and they, at this point, cannot afford to you know to send their kids, especially multiple kids, uh, to Six Flags. Anybody out there who is inclined to sponsor kids to go to Six Flags? Again, you got to take my word for it. It is better than being, than being bored at home. Uh, you call the NCSY New Jersey office at 201-862-0250, 201-862-0250. The pre-sale price is 42 bucks. You can also log on ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. And as Rabbi Eitan Katz said, they'll say yes to more kids than they have tickets for, uh, but they'll just keep saying yes. And anybody out there wants to participate in this mitzvah, it is really a Simchas HaChag mitzvah. I am sure, Rabbi Katz, I am sure with my limited education, I am sure that people are being yotze by making sure kids can enjoy and have a wonderful time on Cholamoid. 100%. 100%. That is incredibly true. On Tuesday. And, and as you said, oh, sorry. So, many, so many kids come just as a social. Yeah. Just to say that, yeah. that, that they were there. It's great. This way, look, it's as simple as this. Yontif ends for us on Sunday night. If someone ends up home on Monday Home on Wednesday, okay, they could deal with one day at a time, but to keep them home for three days in a row is so difficult. If they have this to look forward to, and then the next day to you know, to rest up after having a full day at Great Adventure would be amazing. On Tuesday, <laughs> on Tuesday, Benny Friedman will be uh, performing at 4 p.m. Keep that in mind as you buy your tickets. You may want to use them on Tuesday as opposed to Monday and Wednesday because Benny is in concert in the amphitheater beginning at 4 p.m. What do we tell people? What do we tell groups and synagogues and families who would like to go to a Six Flags but are in need of transportation? Are your chapters going to be providing transportation that day? So we only provide transportation for teens in New Jersey. Uh, most schools actually organize their own transportation. It's okay. a lot easier that way. Great. Um, a, a lot of the, you know a lot of a lot of the communities organize their own. I know there's always uh, for the five towns there's buses from Baltimore from Philadelphia there's always buses. Um, so that, but we have buses from, from New Jersey, from Teaneck, from West Orange, from Highland Park. All right, great. So anybody out there, if you want New Jersey tra transportation information, you contact the New Jersey NCSY office, transportation information from anywhere else, just contact your local school and see what's being done to make sure the kids get to a Six Flags. Simple as that. 
And we keep saying right. kids, you know, families and adults are invited as well to, to come and participate. So people should remember that, that. is very true. Yeah. That's very true. Uh, how are the rides? Are they all ready? Are they all ready for the big crowd? <laughs> the rides are all ready for the big crowd. Um, spring is in the air, even though it wasn't yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it will be in the air by the time we sit down to the Seder. It better be, as a matter of fact. What's doing with New Jersey NCSY? How many, uh, how many Jewish youth members are we servicing during the year 5778? So, you know, Nachum, it's very hard for me to say every year this is the best year ever. Wow. But it happens to be that every year is the best year ever. This year, we're going to service over 2,000 teens. Wow. Our estimated number is actually about 2,100 teens we're going to service this year, um, with about half of them from public schools. Our public school programming has increased drastically. We had a few public school-only Shabbatons this year. Uh, programs, we have over 850 programs from from August 1st through June 30th, 30th, over 850 programs this year. And not only that, we actually had 18 Chesed missions uh, to New Orleans, to Houston. We're on our way to Puerto Rico for three Chesed missions over the summer. Wow. Uh, we, have, we have a Chesed mission stuck in New Orleans now from Flatbush Yeshiva that we ran. We have a Chesed mission from uh, Mayanot that uh, is stuck in New Jersey. I was trying to figure out how to get out today to oh. uh, New Orleans. And when you say stuck, <laughs> in both cases, you mean because of the flights and, and the snow and all that? Correct. The flights all, right. all canceled, as, uh, as most people know. Right. But uh, our programming these days is nonstop. It just keeps expanding and expanding and expanding. Do you have any... More schools, more communities. Do you have any idea how many New Jersey NCS wires were in NCSY summer programs during 2017, during the summer of 2017? 2017, yes. Uh, <clears throat> I might be a few numbers off, but I believe it was about 220. Wow. And this year it's going to be about 260. So it's a big percentage of the whole summer program. It's coming from New Jersey. That is correct. Amazing. That is very correct. That's a, that's a very big push of ours. And again, this year it should be about 260 kids going on summer programs from, from New Jersey. Yeah, you're doing a good job, and I know your staff works very hard to get this done. Hey, everybody, Six Flags, Great Adventure and Safari. New Jersey NCSY leads it. Everyone's invited Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Remember that Monday and Tuesday, they'll have a full Koshal Pesach menu. Remember that on Tuesday at 4 p.m., Benny Friedman is going to be performing. That's Tuesday, 4 p.m., and it's a good time to get your tickets Call 201-862-0250, 201-862-0250. Log on, ncsygreatadventure.com, ncsygreatadventure.com. <clears throat> Excuse me. And as we say every single year, whatever number of tickets you could sponsor to send Jewish youth to a great Cholomoid activity at Six Flags, please do it. If it's one ticket, five tickets, ten tickets, it's $42 each. Whatever you could do to sponsor the youth, believe me, Rabbi Eitan Katz will be giving out those tickets to underprivileged families and plenty more. It's an amazing opportunity to participate, and I've explained a million times why it's important, including today. So please heed my words, and please help New Jersey NCSY make that happen. 201-862-0250, ncsygreatadventure.com. Um, Rabbi Katz, a pleasure. I guess we'll meet you. Let's see. Uh, what ride should we choose? I don't even know my rides well anymore. <laughs> Wait, g- give me the name. Give me the name of a ride where we can meet on Tuesday, Cholamoid. Let's know- go for Super- 
Superman. Superman. Okay, we'll meet near Superman Tuesday, Cholamoid. I look forward to seeing you. Kolakavod. Thank you so much, and have a wonderful Pesach. You too. There he is, Rabbi Eitan Katz, New Jersey NCSY. We'll remind you until we get there on Tuesday, Cholamoid, about the incredible Tuesday, which is the big day, and of course Monday and Wednesday. You're also invited to use your tickets. Um, uh, to use your ticket on Monday or on Tuesday or on Wednesday. Monday and Tuesday, full Pesach menu. Wednesday, a limited Pesach menu available at the park. And on Tuesday, and here's the reason why we keep talking about Tuesday, it's going to be the most attended, I bet, because Benny Friedman performs in concert 4 p.m. on Tuesday, Cholomoid, at Six Flags. You're listening to JM in the AM. Yeah, yeah. 
J.M. in the A.M. Benny Friedman, as we said, he's going to be part of that amazing and incredible Cholomoy Tuesday with NCSY. Uh, NJ, uh, <laughs> NCSY, no, I'll get it right. NCSYGreatAdventure.com. There we go. NCSYGreatAdventure.com. And you could also log on. You can also call uh, 201-862-0250. And speak with them directly. More coming up in America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program heard on listener-sponsored digital radio around the world on the web at NachumSiegel.com. On the NachumSiegel Network and, of course, on the beloved NSN app. Liner. Thursday morning. Well, we keep talking about the Seder being one week from tomorrow. I know that increases the anxiety level in the community. Trust me, I know. 
The Seder a week from tomorrow, believe it or not. Pesach 5778 set to begin. This time next week, there'll be a frenzy out there of a shopping and preparing and cleaning and getting the car ready and everything else. Uh, one of the people who um, sees upfront uh, and personal just uh, how needy certain members of our community are. This is year-round, not just Pesach time, but around Pesach time. I'm sure the situation seems more acute. Is uh, David Greenfield, David Greenfield, at one time member of the New York City Council, now the uh, CEO of the Metropolitan Council on Jewish Poverty, and he is with us live via telephone as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. David Greenfield, welcome back to JM in the AM. Thanks for having me. It's great to be back. I appreciate and, uh, that. I'm usually the guy who, like an hour before Yumtif, is waiting online at the <laughs> car wash to clean my car. Because that's like always the last task that you have to do, which is make sure your car is clean before Yumtif. Yeah, well, there, there are other methods, you know. You know, there are, there are kids in the community that you could employ and, uh, you know, beg them to vacuum it out a week before. You know, there are other, other ways of going about this. The problem is, as a former elected official and uh, current law professor at Brooklyn Law School, I, I get a little bit nervous about the whole child labor issue, <laughs> hiring local kids, are they paying their taxes, you know, what's with the withholdings, a little bit too messy for me. I don't like to deal in cash businesses, honestly. Oh, boy. Now, after this conversation, I have to, I'm going to have to change my plans. Um, so here we go. Pesach's on the way, and I, I can only imagine how many times as a government official you were told by people at Met Council and those who work with the poor just how many poor people there are in the Jewish community in New York. And frankly, uh, you know, for many of us, and certainly for the broader community, it's hard to believe. Then you get to this position, and I guess it becomes even easier for you to believe as you are now telling people how many impoverished there are in our community. Can you tell us? Can you tell us in terms of yeah, numbers? I mean, it's it's actually the best and worst part of my job, which is that I get to see poverty up close and personal every single day. That's the worst part of my job. The best part of my job is that as the largest Jewish communal social safety net in America, I get to combat poverty every day with the help of so many people at the Met Council. And so there are over a half a million poor and near-poor Jews in the New York area. That's a lot, a half a million. Now, a lot of the people, and this is really, I think, what's fascinating, people don't realize this, a lot of people are poor year-round, and that's horrible, obviously, and that's a struggle that we work every single day to try to help those people who are poor year-round for a variety of reasons. In some cases, it's a personal tragedy where something happened to somebody, someone's wife got sick, a person got injured, other people have just been struggling for many years. But then you have the situation where around the holidays, people who would normally make it, right? You know, two people are working, a husband and the wife, they've got four or five kids, normally they would make it. Pesach is so extraordinarily expensive, they just can't afford to get through Pesach. Yep. And so we spend literally upwards of $5 million every Pesach just trying to help everyone who struggles on Pesach. Because let's be blunt, Nachum, I hate to say this, but we know it's true. Many store owners jack up the prices of everything before Pesach, whether it's clothing or food, a piece of chicken that was 25% cheaper a month ago suddenly goes up. And quite frankly, 
It's not like the chicken got more expensive. The reason I know this is because we run the largest kosher food network in America, and we buy chicken all year round, and the price of chicken is consistent. Unfortunately, a lot of people struggle with the high cost of Pesach, and people who would normally make it what we call the near poor, they're fine all year round. Comes Pesach, they literally can't pay their bills, and that's where Met Council comes in. And we help 180,000 people make Pesach this year. Plus, there are a lot of items that are exclusively for Pesach, which you know, which we really can't compare uh, to everyday uh, food items that just begin at, at exorbitant prices and are very difficult for people to afford. David Greenfield with us live via telephone. What's happened over the last couple of weeks? You, you, you and your staff have done these visits to different communities to actually distribute food items and things like that? Yeah, by the way, I just want to hit on your point. The price of handmade matzah is insane. And That's I know, crazy. obviously, it's so important and it's so vital. But it's when you're so talking crazy. about 20, 30, some matzah sells for $40 a pound. Ugh. I mean, think about how much more expensive that is than caviar. That's crazy, crazy. Right? I mean, so you're talking about a huge, huge expense for people out there who are struggling every day. What we do is very unique. So essentially, what, whenever you see a free kosher for Pesach food distribution, the Met Council is involved by providing that food. So we don't actually go out and give the food ourselves because it's not a very smart method. People in the community have better relationships with their local communities. And the Met Council's whole ethos is based on the idea that there are local charities that can do a better job helping the poor than anybody else. So what we do is we give those local charities the food to give out to their communities. So we're actually giving the food to 120 kosher for Pesach food distributions throughout New York. We've actually expanded this year. It's the first year that we are in additional sites in Westchester, Rockland, and Long Island because there's needs in those communities. We actually are serving more people this year than ever before, 180,000 people. And as the new CEO, I decided to actually start a campaign to raise more money for protein for Pesach because nutrition is so important. And so we are giving out literally twice as much chicken, eggs, and fish as we've ever done before at the Med Council, which I'm very excited about, and I think it's really a wonderful thing to help families and make sure they're getting not just food, but nutritious food for Yom Tif as well. And you just explained, and I'm so glad you did, why so many people out there would not have even heard of the name Met Council, even if they are recipients of food items, because you're dealing, as you just said, with the UJCs, the JCCs, local clubs and communities, community groups, to distribute the food, there are people who are receiving, most of them, I would guess, don't even realize that food is coming from Met Council. Yeah, absolutely. And that's not really our goal. Our goal is, is not about taking the credit. It's really about supplying the food. And to your point, just about every free distribution of kosher food in the New York area is getting the overwhelming majority of their food from the Met Council. We have a warehouse in Brooklyn. We've got 30 employees before Pesach who are working hard. I'm not exaggerating. I just want you to understand this. We're getting today, today, eight days before Pesach, we're getting a tractor-trailer load of eggs huh. 
fresh eggs are coming in, tractor-trailer that we're going to be distributing, and we're literally giving out tens of thousands of dozens of fresh eggs. And the way we do that is we give it to distributions large and small. So, for example, if you're Base Yaakov of Borough Park and you're distributing food to your Rebbeim and to your teachers, that food is coming from the Met Council. If you're the UJC of the East Side and you're giving food to local folks on the East Side, that's coming from the Met Council. If you're the Bronx JCC and you're giving food to people in the Bronx, that's coming from the Met Council. And the best part about it is it's free. We actually don't charge anything for this. We raise money year-round as one of the largest Jewish charities in the country. We have a lot of support, including from the UJ Federation of New York, that we're very grateful for. And our job is literally to give free food to people. We do it all year through our 30 food pantries that are kosher throughout New York. We serve 50,000 people every month. Pesach for us is the Super Bowl, and it has its challenges. Baruch Hashem, the snowstorm threw us for a loop yesterday (laughs) because we were going to have six distributions that we were providing the food for. Five of them were canceled. The one that stayed open was we actually do several of our own distributions, and this was our own distribution that we did in Canarsie. When you literally run the show, the show, as they say, must go on. (laughs) And we gave out food yesterday to 350 families living in Canarsie, and it was a beautiful, beautiful day. Well, we can relate to that. The show must go on. Call it you were able to do that. David Greenfield's with us. This is going on all year round. What you just described for Pesach, uh, rightfully you called it the Super Bowl for Met Council, but the regular season is pretty active as well with food distribution and so much else. And we should also mention, by the way, for those out there, who have never uh, become familiar with Met Council, it's not just food. When it comes to uh, home repairs, different services, including the social services, um, affordable housing issues, etc., you guys are there at the forefront and very often uh, will you know, we'll, we'll help people directly by either paying certain bills or by being there for them, arranging uh, payment plans, etc. Um, it, it is way beyond the food. There are many other areas of life that you're helping our community with. Absolutely. So as the largest Jewish communal social safety net in America, we actually are 10 different tzedakahs, 10 different charities rolled into one, and 10 different divisions, each of which can be its own tzedakah because they have multi-million dollar budgets. So we have one of the largest Holocaust survivor programs in New York where we service 3,500 Holocaust survivors each year with all sorts of different services. We have one of the largest senior programs in the Jewish community where we're serving seniors who are in need. To, to your point, we have a really unique program that almost nobody has, which is a program to help seniors age in place. We go into seniors' homes. We do basic repairs like a grab bar or we'll simply fix the floor so people don't fall and hurt themselves. We have a whole range of programs to help those people in the community who are needy. And the way we do it, which is also very unique, is that we do it through our 16 JCCs. We call the Jewish Community Councils, and they're all across the New York area, and these JCCs are providing frontline services. In most cases, we're providing those JCCs with staff, with funding, with food, with resources, and when they have really difficult cases, they send it to us. It's really based on the idea, the, the concept of Aniye Ircha Kaidem. You have to take care of your local people who are struggling, and we are providing the support to literally hundreds of thousands of people in the New York area, and it's something we're really proud of, and we have over 200 staffers who are working at this each and every single day. Well, you're there since the beginning of 2018. Is this what you expected? Is it uh, uh, the way you thought Met Council was and would be uh, before you took the job? You know, I tell my friends, and Nachum, you're, of course, a good friend, I tell my friend that 
this is the most difficult job that I've ever had in my life. Wow. And, you know, when I practiced corporate law, a lot of people say, well, that was difficult. That was actually easy compared to this, right? I put in my 60, 60 70 hours a week. I billed. I got paid. I went home, and the job was done. There is no end to this job. Literally, it's 24-7. Shabbos, people are coming to you and telling you about their challenges and their problems, and you're trying to help people. I shared a story the other day, just an example of, of how challenging and how heartbreaking this work is. I was... In Borough Park, this young man comes to me, and I, I know him relatively well. He's a very successful businessman. He says, look, he says, David, can I speak to you? And I said, sure. And it's Arab Shabbos, and he says, you know, I need your help. And I said, what's going on? He says, well, you know, I have a business, and I have a dispute with my business partner, and I've been very successful, as you know. And I know that. He's the guy who literally buys aliyahs in the shul for his friends. And he says, in the dispute, my partner is suing me, and so my funds have been frozen for the last six months. I said, oh, you, you need me to give you a lawyer or some help? He says, no, no, I have a lawyer. I'm probably going to get the money by the summer, but I haven't had any income for the last six months. He says, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't have food for Shabbos. Wow. And, and you're like, how is that possible? How is somebody who has made literally hundreds of thousands of dollars a year could be stuck? And the answer is, Unfortunately, things happen, and so, of course, we sprung into action, and to your point, we got him a food package, we got him an emergency food card, we started paying his bills, and we really stepped in to try to be helpful. And this is an individual who really wasn't comfortable asking for help, but he had no choice. And so a lot of people think of the poor, and they say, oh, the poor, the poor is not me, it's somebody else. Unfortunately, there's a lot of very successful people who are struggling due to circumstance, and our job at the Met Council is to step in and to help those people. And if it's temporary, we'll help them get through the hump. And if it's long-term, we'll do the best that we can to try to improve their lives. Well, you're certainly doing a good job at it. Many many would say you work 24 hours a day, six days a week in the city council. I see this job has taken you through to a seventh day, which is pretty amazing. But uh, that's what it is. You meet people in our community on Shabbos and Yontif, and they're going to take advantage of the fact, rightfully so, I'm sure you would say, take advantage of the fact that you could be a tremendous resource in helping them and their friends and people in the community. And we say call a vote for that. Uh, you can go to metcouncil.org if you want to uh, get more information about what the Met Council on Jewish Poverty does. Uh, you'll have a, you have a full website there plus a donate button. Those of you who want to uh, help defray the cost that the Met Council is going through now, Erev Pesach 5778. As you heard David say, you're not just supporting one stucker, you're supporting multiple stuckers by giving to Met Council as uh, so many of their divisions uh, are springing into action on a daily basis, not just our Pesach, but on a daily basis to help the poor in our community in New York. I recommend everybody go and check out the site at metcouncil.org. David Greenfield, I take this opportunity to wish you a Chag Kashiver Sameach, and frankly, you and your organization are guaranteeing for a lot of people that they'll have a Simchadik and Kosher Yontif, and for that we uh, greatly appreciate you. Thank you very much. I just want to tell you one final cool thing that we do that just about nobody else does. We just sent out a half a million dollars in American Express coded cards, and they're coded because they only work in kosher supermarkets. So for people who need above and beyond, and these are all pre-vetted people, people who unfortunately struggle throughout the year and the food packages aren't enough, they're getting American Express cards so they can walk into any kosher supermarket. Nobody knows. They can buy food for Pesach, and literally they can walk out like any other 
family, and it's something that we're so proud to be doing as well to really help so many people in a dignified way, which I think is so important about how we have to give tzedakah. Yeah, that's amazing. The process is just as important as the deed, and your process seems to be working really well and to the benefit of our community. Thank you so much, David. Have a wonderful yontif and continue your amazing work. Thanks for having me. There he is, David Greenfield. He now leads the Met Council and doing quite a job and really explained to us why a lot of people would never have heard of Met Council, even though they are responsible for all these uh, incredible donations of food that are accelerated as we get closer and closer to the holiday of Pesach. Thursday morning broadcast. More coming up at JM in the AM.
with Ohad, that's Madua. Thursday morning broadcast, reminder later today, after all of our incredible Thursday morning programming, including uh, Charlie Harari with Unlocking Greatness and uh, Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder with Spin Class and Jew in the City Speaks with uh, Allison Josephs and Miriam L. Wallach, who today is going to speak with Amy Mosri, Executive Director of the Goral JCC of the Five Towns. After that, a supersized live lunch from Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey, presented by Kedem. 
will be there. It'll include Jay Booksbaum and Gabe Geller from Kedem, Leah Gottheim from kosher.com. Uh, wine tasting from our friends at Kedem and much, much more. It starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. Join us at Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. We should be there till about 2 o'clock. And I can almost guarantee you that it'll be a lot of fun, to say the least. Our good friend Dina Rabhan is with us live via telephone from Israel. She's president of Jerusalem U, which is a not-for-profit media company. And they are involved in a very, very important project, one that encourages greater appreciation for the Israeli military as we get closer and closer to Yom Ha'atzmaut 70. What does our official count say? 26 days until our NSN Israel 70 celebration. We're 26 days away. Dina Rabhan, welcome to JM in the AM. Hi, Nachum. Thanks so much for having me. A pleasure. I think the last time I saw you was actually on your Aliyah flight. Am I right about that? I, I think it was. I was thinking about that last night. I was wondering if that was the last time we saw each other. It was uh. on our flight. Where we made Aliyah about two and a half years ago. Unbelievable. That was the summer of 2016. 2015. 2015. Summer yeah. of 2015. One of us. That's right. One of us was going to move <laughs> to Israel, and the question was who, and the answer was you. So call like a vote. That's right. <laughs> Dear. I, have, I do have to say that um, I'm a longtime listener and Thank fan you. of you and your work, and. If you were to ask my older children who are in their 20s now, um, who was a contributing factor to our strengthening commitment to Israel, you played a role in that. Wow, so thank, thank you. you. Thank you very, you very not, much. You may have taken a flight home but and not made Aliyah when we went, but you definitely contributed to us making the big leap and taking our family to Israel. So thank you. Wow, thank you. Uh, and now I thank you for this project that you've uh, introduced in advance of Israel's 70th High schools around the globe are signing up to take part in an educational and social initiative to focus on a more complex side of Israel's existence and the personal price that wars have had on Israeli society. The initiative is being promoted in tandem with a groundbreaking new film. It's called When the Smoke Clears, a story of brotherhood, resilience, and hope. This is being done by your outfit, Jerusalem U. The film was recently featured at the Jewish Film Festival in Miami which highlighted Israeli films in advance of Israel 70. Uh, people don't realize the sacrifice that uh, that soldiers and families make in order to defend our homeland. I guess that's the reason that you felt this project is an important one. Absolutely, and I'm so glad that you introduced it um, in the context of Israel 70th because we thought that this was a unique educational opportunity to help remind everybody the day before the big celebrations take place on um, on whose backs the celebration is happening. Or the famous poem by Natan Alterman, uh, the Magasha Kesef, the silver platter, which describes a pair of worn, torn, war-torn youth who appear to have risen from the dead. And they say that we are the silver platter upon which the Jewish state was served to you. And so, you know, in advance of, of these fantastic celebrations, we wanted to take a pause with the world and Jewish teenagers across the world who, as you and I both know, did not grow up in a time where Israel's existence um, 
was questionable the way that we did. Right. And they grew up in a time where they don't, the teenagers of today don't really remember even the uh, second intifada. Right. So it's, it's a great opportunity to help them remember that Israel is not just a, amazing, wonderful Disneyland where they get awesome food and have wonderful vacations and spend their summers, but that we're able to do that only because of the heavy, heavy price that people have paid. Yeah, if not for the if not for the summer of 2014, a lot of kids uh, in that generation wouldn't even be familiar with the fact that Israel is always under attack. And um, and you're making an extremely important point. You know, we we have been emphasizing Israel 70 since Jerusalem 50. We literally have been counting down to Israel 70 since Jerusalem 50. It's going to be Thursday, the 4th of ER, on the 19th of April. But you've just put a thought in my head that we really should be counting down to the day before that on Yom HaZikaron, Israel Memorial Day. And as we think about those soldiers who've given their lives so that we can enjoy Israel and enhance our lives both physically and spiritually through Israel, it's important to count down to that day. So yes, Yom HaZikaron, the 18th of April, is going to be happening this year on the 3rd of ER. We're 25 days away. Let us make sure that those Israeli soldiers who have fallen are utmost on our minds. And you, with this production, are really encouraging people not just to remember those who have fallen, but to remember those who've been injured and those whose families have been so acutely affected by all of this. Absolutely. Um, it's, it's a time for us to remember everyone who's been impacted. And this film highlights wounded soldiers in particular, but who speak throughout the film about their, their um, comrades who have fallen and the impact their injuries and the death that surrounded them in their service and after their service and how it has impacted them. And so what's great for young people as well is that it, they're living and breathing. And in fact, one of the most exciting parts of this initiative is really the film obviously is the film will be very powerful. Um, and if that was the only thing that everybody did, Diana would be a wonderful experience, but we've added an incredible social media component to it. So not only will the students from Sydney, Australia, to Hong Kong, to yesterday Bulgaria signed up, and Tula, Russia, and Buenos Aires, and Bogota, Colombia, and of course all across the United States, not only will all of these schools and teen programs be watching the film, but after they watch the film, immediately after the film is over, Elad, who's one of the soldiers in the film, gets up on the screen and tells everyone that people always ask him, what can we do for you? What can we do? And he says, today, on this special day, you're going to be sending messages of support to everybody in Israel, but particularly to me, Elad, and my, and my, and my comrades. Um, and they're doing that using their favorite social media platform, Instagram. Right. Most of everyone's favorite social media platform, Instagram. Right. And so the students will be taking pictures, holding signs of support, sending messages of support to Israel, the IDF, and wounded soldiers, fallen soldiers, and then they're going to be direct messaging them to our account. Um, and then we'll be running a stream probably for about 24 hours straight of these pictures, and the students not only will they be impacted and educated from the film itself, but they're going to see the centrality of Israel to all of their peers, no matter what denomination they are, no matter what language they speak. They're going to go into Instagram, and they're going to see 
kids who look just like them all across the world sending messages of support to Israel. How and how that, to me... Yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't, mean, I didn't mean to interrupt, but how do, yeah. people, how do people get information about this? Probably people listening right now who are leaders in their class or educators in schools. How do they get information about joining this? Facebook. Go to Jerusalem News Facebook page and all the information's there. All right. I'll... And now, you know, we're, we're, up to, we're up to about 100. We're up to about 100 schools and teen programs, but obviously we feel like this is a really unique opportunity. This is the largest Jewish teen unity event ever in history. Ever. Wow. And it's happening the day before Israel's 70th, and it's a time for everyone to be strengthened together and go into the celebration. The celebration will only be that much more heightened, and, um, you know, the experience will be that much better for everyone after having spent the time reflecting on the costs of having our, our country. Unbelievable. Uh, in the film, uh, again, the film is called When the Smoke Clears, a story of brotherhood, resilience, and hope. You have three soldiers who tell their story. Are they very similar stories? Are they very different? They're different. They were each injured in different wars, so their ages are different. So Elad was actually injured in the most recent war in 2014 in Sukh Eitan. The others were injured in, one was in uh, Lebanon. The, you know, they're, they're different wars, and so their stories, as with anyone who's gone through trauma and injury, the stories are unique to them. Um, but, but what's similar, the common thread, is the devastation um, of their injuries, the devastation and the trauma, the post-traumatic stress that they all suffered from because of their injuries. Um, so there are, com- there are commonalities in their very different stories. By the way, I just shared the uh, the um, uh, request that schools join this on Facebook. So anybody who goes to my Facebook profile right now can see it. Plus, of course, as uh, Dina just mentioned, you'll find everything at Jerusalem U. That's the letter U, Jerusalem U on Facebook. You'll find all the information about what's going to be happening on Yom HaZikaron and leading up to Yom HaZikaron, Israel's Memorial Day. Um, in the film... One of the film's subjects, Ofer, says, here's a quote that you sent me, when you read in the paper about a soldier that got injured, you say, phew, at least he's not dead. You don't even think about what it means. And it's so true, by the way, and I'm just thinking as I'm reading it, it is so true that it's our initial reaction, but now you don't, you don't realize the consequences that he and his family are going to be going through in the subsequent months and years. He continues, I don't think going to war is heroic. I think what's heroic is when I see people who choose to live after what they've gone through. And that may be the most important message of all of this. You know, we remember those who have fallen, certainly, but there are so many people that we see as we walk the streets of Israel that have been through these situations, either they themselves as soldiers or their family members, and they carry it with them every single day of their lives. Absolutely. It's probably more people than not who um, who have someone close, if not themselves, and the injuries are not always physical, um, they're often psychological with what they go through here, and um, it's it's a very uh, Ophir's message is very powerful and important for all of us to remember. And again, we're trying to our goal at Jerusalem New. We're we're a nonprofit media company, company, but our our mission is very clear. We want to strengthen the connection of young Jews to Israel and their Jewish identity using transformational media and film. And we know that the best way for people to connect. Is through stories and the humanity of each other, and this story is 
is rich and touching and will really, you come out a different person after watching the film. And we feel confident that the students who participate will um, have learned and um, be that much more compassionate and inspired because the film is, while it's very, um, it's a very deep and powerful film, um, it's very inspirational because it's, it's the message of hope and the Jewish people because despite their injuries, all three of the soldiers that we feature take their, take their tribulations and trials and, and turn it into triumph and success. And it's, the, it's their story, but it's also the story of the Jewish people, which, again, is a beautiful way to go into Israel's seven years. Unbelievable, unbelievable. Dina Rabhan's on our phone line. Is this limited? I'm just just clear up some of the details for me. I know you said some of this earlier. Is this limited to high schoolers? Are we looking for those younger as well to participate? What's going on with that? So we made an educational decision that because of the heavy content that we don't recommend it for younger than grade nine or around fourteen years old. Right. But that's you know um, I guess when the movie becomes available to the public, which it will um, sometime this summer. We're currently in the film festival release, and so we've had just exclusive screenings to date. When it becomes available to the Jewish community, um, likely sometime this summer, probably around the three weeks and nine days leading up to Tisha B'Av, um, it'll be available for everyone and anyone to see, and then people can make decisions if they want to go younger. But, you know, it is, it's difficult content. And can the students start now? Can they start posting these messages now, and then you guys will take them and run them on your Mazikaron? That's a great question. Um, <laughs> I'm not even sure which students know about it yet because we are working right now just with the school contacts. But uh, if anybody wants to, we will certainly collect them and add them to our montage and running Instagram story on the day itself. Got Absolutely. It. Got it. All right. And that, of course, will dominate the 24 hours of Yamazi Karon in advance of Israel 70. Everybody out there, it's a unique opportunity. High schoolers and educators out there participate in this amazing initiative so that you can uh, recognize the incredible sacrifice of those soldiers who've given their lives and those who've uh, given their lives but yet remain alive, if you know what I mean, uh, to the cause. The cause, of course, being the uh, state of Israel and the ability for all of us to grow spiritually and in so many other ways because of the regular contact that we now, thank God, have with the land and state of Israel, something that we should not take for granted. And as we approach Israel 70, hopefully the next generation will, in fact, uh, join us in making sure not to take it for granted. For any information, go to Facebook, Jerusalem U, letter U. Again, go to Facebook, Jerusalem U. And you will see, and if you go to my profile, you'll see the share that I just posted uh, with all the information regarding what's happening uh, with this high school project and the film that's going to be coming out. Those who, and one other detail I wanted to ask you, though you had said earlier that there'll be a message toward the end of the uh, uh, the end of the presentation or the end of Yom Hazikaron. Is that is that the film itself? Will the kids or will the high schools be seeing the film itself, or simply will be addressed by one of the members of the IDF? No, the the plan is that all of the students. Uh, in their teen programs or high school buildings will be watching the film together. And then we added on um, about three minutes, two to three minutes after the end of the actual film of Elad, who's one of the soldiers in the film, where he speaks directly to the students, thanks them for watching the film and participating and encouraging them to post their messages of support on Instagram 
letting them know that he and his friends will be um, on the Instagram page. And so anybody out there who wants to, pe- to post messages of support on our Instagram page during that uh, 24-hour time period, it will be seen by the soldiers, and, um, and it's a great way to actually do something on a day that people, especially um, outside of Israel, don't know what they could do. And so this is a great um, opportunity to be able to actually do something and right. send messages of thanks. So how many, I mean, I know you don't know the answer yet, but how many high schools approximately do you think will be showing this film on April the 18th? So we're up to, we're right now, we're up to about 100. Wow. Um, our initial goal was 50 because we really weren't sure when we went into this. So we're now at 100. It's, you know, we're partnering all over the world. Um, we would love for you know more of the Chabad and more of the um, Jewish community teen centers to participate as well, and that's really what we're asking the Jewish community to you know see who's out there. Are your schools participating? Are the youth the youth groups in your community participating? But right now, believe it or not, we have over seven thousand students who will be watching um, the film and participating in the Instagram campaign on Yom Karon, which, of course, will be over the course of a day because it's starting in Australia and ending in, I guess, Los Angeles. Or Hawaii. Or Hawaii, yes. We're not in Hawaii. We're in Alaska. Yeah, there you we're go. We're in Alaska. There you go. We're not in Hawaii yet, so if anybody knows anyone in Hawaii, we're all, uh, we love it. And the film is translated into Spanish and Russian. So it can go anywhere with, you know, who needs those two languages right now. If you are a student leader or if you are a teacher or faculty member who leads high school students, please be in touch with Jerusalem U. Go to Facebook, Jerusalem U, the letter U, message them, and make sure that this film is included in your curriculum on the 18th of April. The 19th of April is Israel 70. The 18th of April is Israel's Soldiers 70. Let's count down to that date and keep all the Israeli soldiers, those who have given their lives and those who continue to to suffer, or more accurately, who continue to have uh, the uh, the conditions that they uh, unfortunately suffered from uh, still in their lives to this very day. Let's keep them in mind as we get closer and closer to the big 70th anniversary. Dina Rabhan, Chag Kasher V'Sameach to you and Kolak Avod. We look forward, uh, once, the, once the Pesach season ends, we look forward to uh, marching toward Israel 70 along with you. Thanks so much, Nachum. Thank you so much. Dina Rabhan, she leads the uh, Jerusalem U. Go to Facebook, Jerusalem U, the letter U, and participate. Make sure this film is shown in every Jewish high school, I would argue in every high school. But certainly those that uh, have programs for Jewish youth, for Jewish teens, and uh, Jewish high schools out there, please get in touch with them. Make sure this is part of Yom HaZikaron. Everyone, you know, how often? How often are schools looking for a Yom HaZikaron program? Here they are. They're handing it to you. They're handing you a perfect film to show and to discuss with the students on Yom HaZikaron on Israel Memorial Day. Please take advantage. Excuse me. More coming up. You're listening to JM in the AM.
J.M.N.M. with Leap. Reminder, tomorrow Malcolm Honline will join us. He's Executive Vice Chairman of the Conference of Presidents of Major American Jewish Organizations. Joins us for the weekly update tomorrow, 7.40 Eastern Time here at J.M. in the A.M. Later today, it's our show from Seasons. We'll be at Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. That's going to be happening today starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Seasons in Clifton, 11 a.m. Eastern Time until 2 o'clock, a supersized Live lunch. Make sure to join us. Should be a lot of fun. Yaakov Shweki wraps up a Thursday for us at JM in the AM.
המלאכים הקדושים, העובדים במרומים, אחות חידה, בלב בלב קורא, השם ברחמה, עיר לשמש שצוחקת, אך מדוע?
Brothers and sisters in Israel, we are with you. It's your favorite America's one and only Jewish moments in the morning radio program. Heard on listeners-sponsored digital radio. Around the world, the web at NachumSegal.com, on the NachumSegal Network, and of course on the beloved NSN app. Hey, Seasons, here we come. 11 o'clock this morning. Our friends at Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey, have invited us to um, present a live lunch starting at 11 a.m. Eastern Time. Join us, folks. Come on down. Shop till you drop and come visit us at Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. Uh, that's all happening between 11 and 2 o'clock tomorrow morning. JM in the AM with Malcolm Honeline at 740 with the weekly update. Make sure to join us. Plenty coming up. Charlie Harari, then Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder with Spin Class, and Allison Josephs and Jew in the City Speaks, and Miriam Al Wallach with Amy Mostry, Executive Director of the Gural JCC of the Five Towns. All of that happening between now and 11, and then, of course, at 11, a supersized live lunch from Seasons in Clifton, New Jersey. Have a fabulous Thursday. Till tomorrow, Nachum Siegel reminding you, remember to pass, live the present, and trust the future.